Chaz Holder with Holder & Associates, accounting firm here in town. Good morning, Chaz. Good morning, Jim. Thanks for having me on the show today. You've had about a month off, of course, mm-hmm. since tax season is over. Uh, how things been going so far? Well, not quite as relaxing as I would <laughs> like. A uh, number of projects that I'm getting around to. Uh, but I thought I'd take some time today to talk about something called stealth taxes. Okay, stealth taxes. What are those? Well, generally, stealth taxes are basically what they sound like. Taxes that are sometimes hard to spot or hard to recognize. You know, they're stealthy. Um, Stealth taxes come in a number of different forms, and most all of us actually pay them. So one example of a stealth tax is an excise tax paid on tobacco or liquor or a special tax on gasoline consumption. And most of us don't realize that when we pay $3 a gallon for gas, well, a good portion of that represents direct and indirect taxes. Um, We just don't really see it when Mm -hmm. we're paying it. Mm -hmm. Another big category of stealth taxes involves modifications to our income tax that actually increases the taxes that we pay. For example, when a taxpayer loses the student loan interest deduction because his income is too high, well, this reduction of the deduction increases the taxpayer's tax, and it's another good example of a stealth tax. Mm -hmm. It's sometimes hard to recognize. Compare this to, say, real estate taxes where we get our bill and then we pay it directly, and you you know it's a it's a tax that you see and you pay you get a kind of a sense for where we get stealth when we have these other types so. okay so you gave us kind of you know what they are but you know what are what are some examples well one of the most notorious stealth taxes is the alternative minimum tax or shortened it's it's known as the AMT and the AMT is a tax that applies to taxpayers with relatively high incomes and also high itemized deductions it's intended to ensure that these taxpayers pay a certain minimum amount of tax. And it accomplishes this by taking the taxpayer's taxable income, adding back certain itemized deductions and other what are called AMT tax preference items, like your mortgage interest you deduct, your miscellaneous itemized deductions, your state income and real estate taxes paid, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then it recalculates the tax based on this alternative minimum alternative minimum tax income figure. Um, And the actual AMT, the alternative minimum tax, is the difference between the taxpayer's taxable, uh, excuse me, tax on their regular taxable income and this separately calculated alternative minimum tax amount. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so the AMT, it's a stealth tax, a lot of different things, various itemized deductions? Yes, um, and it can be. So it's really a stealth tax on a lot of different things. Um, I mentioned the AMT applies to, to relatively higher income earners. This is because the purpose of the AMT when it was originally passed was to ensure that high incomers paid a minimum amount, um, even if they had quite a few deductions. And this was back in 1967 was when it was passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the AMT targets higher income earners directly by providing an, an exemption amount. So if you make less than a certain amount of money, there's no AMT that could possibly apply. If you make more than a certain amount of money, then the AMT could come into play. Um, That's called our exemption amount. And here's an interesting little tidbit. When the AMT was first passed nearly 50 years ago, it targeted just 155 households. That's not 1,000 or million. That's just 155 taxpayers. Mm -hmm. Over time, however, the AMT exemption amount, this threshold we have to make over to be even subject to the AMT, has been really sticky to rise, which means that more and more taxpayers every year are affected by the AMT. So from an original target of 155 households, now we're close to 5 million taxpayers who are affected by the AMT. 
and this generates about $35 billion in extra taxes. So it's a stealth tax. It's it's not exactly that stealthy anymore. We're talking with Chas Holder with Holder & Associates, uh, counting from here in town, talking about stealth taxes. Um, does the new tax law affect the AMT? Actually, yes. The the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, uh, the excuse me, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act has an impact on the AMT uh, in a couple of ways. Most directly, it increases that AMT exemption amount um, rather significantly. So, taxable incomes under one hundred and nine thousand four hundred for joint filers, seventy thousand three hundred for single and head of household filers, and fifty four thousand seven hundred for married filing separate filers. They don't have to worry about the AMT at all. These are these new exemption amounts. Compare that to 2017, exemptions were 84,005, 54,003, and 42,250, respectively. Mm -hmm. So quite a jump in the exemption amount. Indirectly, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act uh, limits the amount of state and local income taxes and real estate taxes we can deduct, potentially limits the amount of mortgage interest we can deduct, eliminates our miscellaneous itemized deductions completely, all of which were items we had to add back to calculate AMT. Now that we don't have these deductions or that they're limited, the taxpayer's calculated AMT will actually be lower. There just are less items to add back to calculate the AMT. And current estimates, um, another kind of a striking comparison, are that only 200,000 taxpayers in 2018 will be subject to, to the AMT compared to the 5 million that occurred in 2017. So a big difference. Yeah, yeah. And the third thing to note is that uh, Trump and the Republicans, they're trying to make uh, the new tax law permanent, which would mean a permanent change to the AMT. If they don't, then in 2025, we're back to the old rules, and that's going to disappoint <laughs> millions of taxpayers. So is there uh, anything taxpayers can do to avoid this? <laughs> well, other than maybe <laughs> voting uh, for the, the politician that's for this, right. um, you know, I get asked this question a lot. What can I do to lower my taxes? And generally, there are a lot of different tax-saving techniques we can employ. But with the AMT, it's difficult. There are, there are very few ways to really navigate this. Um, it is what it is, so to speak. If you, if you have incentive stock options, the AMT doesn't include these until they're exercised, so you can defer exercising those. Or if a taxpayer elects slower methods of property depreciation, then there'll be lower AMT addbacks. And if the, the uh, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act is made permanent, then there might be some AMT tax-saving maneuvers um, on the eve of um, of the eclipse, and I, sh I should correct myself, if it's not made permanent, mm -hmm. then we can do it right before it sunsets back to the old rules. Right. But otherwise, we're kind of stuck with the AMT. What are some other stealth taxes? Well, so that's the AMT. <laughs> that's a big, yeah. kind of a big ball there. Um, some other common stealth taxes includes phase-outs for the dependent care credit, the child care credit, American Opportunity Credit, and of course the Earned Income Credit. If we make too much, we don't get that. Mm -hmm. Student Loan Interest Deduction, I mentioned that, just to name a few. Um, and f really for higher income earners, we just don't enjoy the benefit of these deductions and credits, um, and it increases the net tax we pay to the government. But on the upside, the new tax law eliminated the phase-out of itemized deductions, so mm -hmm. um, at least they, they don't have that stealth tax anymore. Well, learned about stealth taxes and uh, a new acronym, AMT, today. <laughs> People want to find out more, how do they get in touch with you? Well, give us a call at Daniel E. Holder & Associates. Our phone number is 398-4013. We're located here in Champaign. All right, Chance, thanks for coming in today. Thanks, Jim.